0: Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you're all doing great. Today, I wanted to talk about a sign that has been typically been posted in people's front yards um, over the past several months. And out of a, I think a lot of people do it out of a heart of compassion, and they see these issues, and they want to be able to stand firm of, you know, accepting people, loving people, and all these things. Um, and so. I'll say up front that like, this might be exposing my like defensiveness or whatever. But um, on these signs, it's, t- it's they've been titled "In This House We Believe," and there's typically quite a few different things underneath that. And I kind of want to go through it from a Christian, a Catholic, a disciple of Christ, a gospel perspective. And um, you know, I, I don't want to read too much into each one what they're saying, but there are things that are underlying that that originate from a anti-christian uh place (laughs) and um and this it slides down that that cultural slide of relativism um and so that's what i want to talk about today is just giving a gospel perspective and uh the background of what each of those points mean so um So on on these signs, it has a few different things, what they say, but the one that I'll go over today, and this is kind of hits home for, uh, you know, this is what each one basically has. And it says, in this house, we believe black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love and kindness is everything. Okay, so let's hop right in. So in this house, we believe, and it says black lives matter. And we should all be saying amen to the that word, that sentiment, that, that phrase, especially right now, like um, with racism still in this country, racism still in our hearts, racism still, you know, at the hands of people in the black community, they have been murdered, they have been persecuted, they have been isolated, they have been... Just watch the movie, the 13th documentary, and you'll see that after... The slave trade; they weren't even free because now the southern economy just like fell apart because that's what they were, that's what it flourished on. Were these slaves doing like no labor cost to work in order to produce, you know, all these goods, and then they'd sell them for profit. Well, all those people now off these plantations and everything like that, and they didn't have nowhere to go. So actually, in the Thirteenth 13th Thirteenth 13th Amendment. It says that you know all slaves are free except in the case of um, a criminal. So then a lot of people started just arresting black people. They would frame black people. They even had like the the movie the um, uh, the Birth of a Nation where it was a white man playing a black man, and they made like portrayed him as like this violent evil uh, thing. So then people became afraid of him. And actually, in the movie, it's uh, the documentary. is interesting that. Even the black people from that time were saying, "I was afraid of my own people because they made me believe that every single person that I see with uh, that has that's colored, um, you know, they could be a threat to my family or whatever." And so, I highly recommend going watching that and the and the African American community in America, being a black person in America. Is a completely different experience for all of us, and I'm t- talking as a white man. Not only am I white, but I'm also a man that's never, uh, probably never going to experience the, uh, you know, the racism, the hatred, the violence, the uh, unjust discrimination. So we should be saying Black Lives Matter right now and, and taking a stand against racism and and uh, raising up and loving our, our black, our brown, our colored, our minority brothers and sisters. Um, at the company that I work with, they're going through these open dialogue discussions and each person that gets on there to talk, um, there's been uh, African-Americans, uh, men, African-American women, there's been women, and then there's also been uh, somebody that was talking about how She's been um, you know verbally and emotionally abused because she's Asian and so people are are being like violent with, with to her with their words right now with the coronavirus and it's just like so sad and that all happens from the human heart so um, we should be taking a full stand and this is what uh, pro-life people do is they protect and love our brothers and sisters no matter what um, but the Black Lives Matter organization has ideologies that are directly contradictory to the dignity and value of every single human person. And, uh, and you can see it right on their website. They have like a, what we believe and it's even, you know, obviously more expressed than even what they have uh, on the website on like what they're actually pushing for within the communities, the culture, uh, what they're standing for. And it is, its You know, if you're a Christian, this is super (laughs) anti-Christian. And this is, uh, in my opinion, every single time that you're, if you, if we're able to say that's anti-Christian, then I truly believe that it's, it's anti-human person. Like it is contradictory to the human nature, the human uh, sacredness, dignity, value, purpose of every single human being. And it slides into this huge thing of just relativism. So I'll read a few things that they say on here we are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege. So cisgender cisgender just means that somebody who identifies um, with the sex that they were born with, so a man identifies with a man, a woman identifies herself as a woman. So they're self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle. So it's already this proactive language of they don't want anybody saying that they're a man just because they have uh, a penis and testicles. <laughs> they don't want a woman just saying that they're a woman because they have a vagina and uh, their entire sexual organs say that they're a woman. But they want to dismantle that. And we'll we'll get into like all these topics in a little bit. But I will just want to continue reading what else they say. And elsewhere on the same page, it says we disrupt. The Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Oh my gosh, that is that is so scary to think that there's people that think that a mother and father don't have a obligation, a right to... Be parents to somebody like this. Basically says if you are a man and you just want to leave, you can do that because you weren't comfortable in doing that. And the Catholic Christian perspective of the family, it is the like the nuclear family. It is the uh, very life giving and supporting of society. It's the it's literally what how society stays together or falls apart. It is the family. And this is why the family uh, has like this demonic attack on it Um, because it is crucial to every single society, human flourishing. The human family is God's plan for, for, for human beings. And they want to disrupt the family structure and they want parents to feel comfortable. So then they make it seem like, well, we're going to have these extended families and villages, But what's going to make you think that if you're not actively, you know, uh, actively within a community that somebody is just going to want to be an extended family or village and then there's no accountability already. You're saying the parents can leave. Why wouldn't the extended families and villages like leave or, um, you know, it it just it's just going to have the whole family falling apart. So uh and then they say we are we foster a queer affirming network when we gather we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless see she or he or they disclose otherwise so um yep so they want to free themselves from the tight grip of you know identifying that every single person that they meet is you know is a uh, is heterosexual and then identifying yourself as a he or she just based on being a man or a woman so um this leads to such confusing things, and I'm not an expert in this at all, but I've heard like like it's there's these they're teaching now um not black lives matter specifically but just like in the culture of you know transgender uh, you know, whatever you feel like you are, you can, you can, you are that you can be, you know, any attraction, if you desire it, then it's right. That's the truth. If you desire it. And not only that, but they're saying that it's fluid. So every single day you get to determine who you are, what you are, who you're attracted to. Um, so, and they're teaching kids this too. So can you imagine like waking up every single day, and having to decide um, all of these things, especially as a kid, like this is so destructive for the human person and it is straight up denying reality, truth, and nature. And this is why it's so important to have a clear teaching just as the Catholic Church does on, you know, on, on, on all these issues. And I'm not trying to get too much into it because we've already had a, uh, t- a topic on all of this and in, in marriage talking about contraceptive is, is contradictory to love. Um, So you can go back to that. I think it's like in the series 17, uh, episode two or three. and But we make a distinction between attractions and actions, right? Not every single feeling, not every single desire, not every single, um, yeah, the feeling that you have makes it true because then you're a slave to your feelings, like what, like you know, if you're angry, do you act out in violence just because you're angry, you're angry and rage, like you're not cultivating, you don't have any uh, regulation or anything like that. Like it's, you're becoming a slave to your feelings. So um, not every single feeling should lead to action and nature reveals that in our sexuality, which is core to our very being, that our bodies we have organs that work for our own body and the sexual reproduction is incomplete without the other sex and that incompletion and that beautiful harmony shows that that a man and woman are made to have the marital embrace within the context of marriage where it's a complete full free faithful and fruitful self gift to self with no contraceptions at all because then it Thwarts the actual end for which it was created, which is procreative and unitive. If um, you know the the acts uh, apart from that are a lot of times um, like just self stimulation, um, like masturbation, but also like self stimulation even in the context of like same sex actions and because it's not actual sex, because sex is always going towards the end for which it was created that a man and a woman come together to, to fully love each other. And so, um, and then, all right, are are they even have, you know, in the medical field, if you're struggling with all these, uh, identity issues, like, you know, body dysmorphia is a big one, gender dysphoria, that's a big one. And by the way, there's, incredible glory stories out there. Go to courage.com. You can hear all these stories of people who had all these attractions but are in love with Jesus or fall in love with Jesus and want to follow him even though they have are struggling with these attractions and everything. And, um, and you don't have to feel like the, the options of the world are gay shame, which is hatred, bigoted, all these things like don't tell anybody or you're going to be hated, which is wrong. And then the other one is gay pride or just, well, that is who you are. You are this. Now go act on it. Embrace it. Act. Go, go, go. Imagine if we said that for somebody who is a married man and is attracted to uh, another woman that's not his wife. Hey, that's you. Go do it. Would we ever support that? We would ever embrace that? No. And then when it comes to uh, gender dysphoria, these are real things, and this is something that's like a, it is a, um, it's a state that people need support in, and we're not supporting them by just saying yep and go go do it. There's a story of this guy. I think his name was Dennis Avner, and he believed that he was a cat. So he had over 14 body um, like ups so that he would look like a cat um had his whole like face shifted he had tattoos he had everything to become a cat he committed suicide and i don't say this to obviously i hope like people would know this not saying this to be funny like that is so sad because we tell everybody that whatever you feel that's okay so we're going to get into this more so um because each one of these on the in this house we believe sign kind of hit on this but so i didn't mean to talk purely about this uh very first statement on the sign for so long but even within their statement and what they pushed in the, as an organization is very immoral to the human person and the dignity of every single human person and all we're saying is that every single person is called to chastity which is just the right ordering of sex based on reality human nature human reason in order for human flourishing human happiness And also another point is, you know, when there's people that say black lives matter and then another person that says all lives matter, well, you're just being super dismissive to the actual issues. Like we should be saying black lives matter. You know, we should be saying maybe not that exact phrase anymore, but uh, we should be uh, this is a direct issue for the African-American community more than anybody else in our country the black people have the most unique history and because of what has happened to the african-american what has happened to africans in the slave trade and uh and what has continued on and the the issues that we still have and racism here in the country so we shouldn't be saying all all lives matter because that's just super dismissive of the problem and that we can't be dismissive we have to be proactive we can't be blind to issues that are actually happening right in front of us we need to stand with our black brothers and sisters and so just to to, again to end with this there is a lot of black leadership in the black community who have stood up against the organization of black lives matter um, including in the catholic community there's deacon harold burke and gloria purvis and also just to end with this bishop thomas daly said this black lives matter the organization is in conflict with church teaching regarding marriage family and the sanctity of life One need not stand with Black Lives Matter to stand for black lives. And then the next one is women's rights are human rights. And usually... Uh, the way that I take that is um, full health care for women and what they mean by full health care for women is open abortion and you can even see this type of language happening in in the political environment typically on the democrat side but actually when you do your history the democratic party used to be all pro-life like not all pro-life but primarily pro-life and now it's like flip-flopped because people will go with whatever the culture wants and people like to frame abortion, which is murdering of a little child, the murder of a child. I want everybody to know what abortion is. So if it's in the first trimester, they typically give them a pill. So then it, so then basically, uh, cuts off a certain hormone within the woman's body to support a life. And then the, then this usually happens over a few, a few days. And then the woman, will be sitting on a toilet and basically, uh, get rid of the baby that will come out of her vagina. And there'll be a ton of blood. Um, uh, and that's usually the first, first trimester trimester. Second trimester will typically be, um, the baby's heart has already, has already started beating. I think that's usually typically like 12 or 14 weeks or something like that. So pretty early on. Um, but they, uh, take a syringe go through the woman's womb and into the baby's heart to give it uh, basically a heart attack. And then they dismember a child. They pull its limbs off, legs, arms, then they grab its head, and then they pull its torso and all these things, and then they count all the body parts to make sure that they got the full baby out. Abortion is murder. So women's rights are human rights. Like 100%, we should be always valuing anything that helps, pr- improves, sustains, protects any uh rights like for women, for men, obviously. So I'm not sure if there's other things underlying that, but and this is kinda of me revealing my defensiveness, but typically when people say women's rights are human rights, you know, like uh they want to say, well, we want women's health care or uh, you know, um and they what they're really saying is they want abortion like basically on demand. An abortion is murder. And even in the circumstances where it's tough, and we'll have another episode on 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 all this, but uh, even in the circumstances it's tough, it's never okay to murder somebody else b- to um, because somebody else's bad action, like in the case of like rape or anything like that, or in the case of you know protecting a life. A lot of times. Um, like when the woman's life is, you know, at risk for during pregnancy, what they can do is a C-section. But a lot of people are like, well, we need to be able to kill the baby. Abortion is the proactive willing uh, to take a life. So let's say, for example, a common, uh, the most common example, which by the way, these aren't common, but the most common example is a baby may devel- develop in the fallopian tube and the fallopian tube cannot stretch. And if that like tears or anything like that, that's, that could be very, very dangerous for the woman's life. Well, what they would do is take out the fallopian tube with the life still in it, hoping to sustain the life, but more likely it won't. But that's to protect the woman's uh, the, the the woman's health, the woman's life, um, and this is a necessary procedure. But it's not it's not an abortion. It's not a proactive murdering of another child, <clears throat> and that's what abortion is. And this is why it's so critical to be voting for pro-life policies. Because if you can't get abortion right, if you can say that anybody can kill a little baby, what makes you think that there's gonna we're gonna get rid of racism? We're gonna get rid of of violence. We're gonna get rid of uh, hatred in our communities. Like we can't even protect and value the most vulnerable, beautiful gift of a child. We get we we have. You know we have laws against murder, but people are like, well, we shouldn't have laws against murder in the womb. Like, (laughs) it's horrifying. And so the nature of it is the worst. It's it's the actively killing of a baby, an innocent life. But also the amount of it, the leading cause of death according to America in America is heart disease. Do you know what blows that out of the water every single year? Abortion. Over half. Are a double than uh, it's usually double the numbers of abortion since the time of Roe v Wade. It's almost 70 million babies just here alone in America have been aborted, and kind of like tying into the the whole thing of racism right now. Do you know where they're primarily at? Is in the inner cities. A lot of Planned Parenthood came out of you know this racist eugenic uh, thought process of okay. I want the best people to survive. Um, these minorities aren't aren't that, so they're going to start placing these abortion facilities, Planned Parenthood, all these things within the inner city um, in New York. More babies are killed in a more black babies are killed in abortion than they are born. Let that sink in. <laughs> this is a huge, huge issue, and it is. Um, we have a lot of people are like, well, it's not my it's not my choice. I wouldn't do it. You know, the same thing said, what a similar thing was said was with slavery. Well, I wouldn't own a slave, but I'm not like, what am I going to do about it? No, we need to stand up against what is right and what is wrong. Stand up for what is right and stand up against what is wrong. And the abortion is wrong. And it straight up contradicts the dignity value of every single human person, including the woman. A lot of people say, well, we need to keep it uh, legal for Uh, you know, those extreme cases, which I just told you about why we still shouldn't, even in those extreme cases, because it's never okay, uh, for one, but also typically what is said is to, you know, if, if we have it illegal, well, then people are just going to do it illegally, and they're going to harm themselves. Okay, so there's a few points to this. So first off, we don't have murder legal because it's going to hurt somebody else, right? It's, it's wrong. So it's illegal. Um, and then it's going to hurt somebody else. Well, in the act of an abortion, who is a, what every single time a life is taken, at least the babies. And then when you compare the numbers between the the women that actually die. So, by the way, women get hurt from this if they don't die. You know, they're in uh, recovery mode for a while. And it's painful. And even outside of the physical pain, but it's even more so in the mental and emotional pain, a lot of people need uh, post-abortive support because they begin having depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, But also, uh, the numbers between illegal and legal abortions, I forget where it was, but I think it was like in 2017, maybe 2018, the number of deaths in illegal abortions were like 39, and the number of deaths in a legal abortion was like 24, So not a big discrepancy when you think of the very nature of it, but also the safety and protection. Abortion is not safe. It takes the life of at least one person every single time, and sometimes it takes the life of the woman. We need to have, like, look up mother and unborn baby care. A lot of people say, well, we need to keep these places open because they also have, you know, stuff that's necessary for for women's health uh, during pregnancy. Well, so... So do a lot of other places, and they're even way better at it. Like um, um, women and uh, mother and unborn baby care, and and the like that's in the city for people who don't have direct access to um, all these all these great things as a as a mother before, during, after pregnancy. Uh, it's all right there in the city. You don't need to have a Planned Parenthood who makes their money off of abortion to be sitting there to to support anything. We need to vote pro life. So this whole statement, women's rights are human rights. When you think about it in the context of of like what I just brought up, and you know, like like I just want to affirm, women's rights are human rights, <laughs> and we fully agree we uplift the the dignity of every single human person so we should be having rights i'm not like so there might be other things in there that i can't speak on but at least on this topic of abortion where it's typically portrayed as uh this is directly contradictory because women's rights are human rights well what about the baby's rights which was also a little girl a little boy a son a daughter um that's directly murdered for the sake of whatever's going on in that person's life it 's not okay, and further than that, you know even later on down the sign, it says science is real well let 's acknowledge science here as well, like science has proven it 's a proven fact that at the moment of conception there 's a new life formed, a new a brand new person with a brand new DNA, not fully developed, obviously because we 're always developing you know a two year old is less developed than a fifteen year old right so we 're always going to be dev- developing a, a seven month old in the womb is is more developed than the four month old in the womb but at the moment of conception a brand new organism is formed who has a a unique dna that will never exist again and is beginning to form into uh you know what we have as human beings in our bodies but it's already a human being because it has its own dna and it was conceived at the moment of conception it's a scientific proven fact that this miraculous change happens when a sperm fertilizes an egg and an egg it's it's pretty wild what happens is literally like this there's a a shift in uh uh what happens in you know just the functioning of the egg when that egg receives the sperm and it and then it basically shuts all the it shuts the doors so then no other sperm can get in and so they have uh right at that moment conception so let's actually live and have laws and uh live by the fact that science really is real the next statement is no human is illegal so The Catholic Church says, "Amen." (laughs) Every single human person, black, white, Asian, literally every single color, every single age, every single, no matter even what they can do or can't do for society, no human is illegal, and we embrace every single human person. On other signs where I've seen, uh, this is typically says that immigrants make America great. So there is this underlying, you know, implication of when they say no human is illegal. They're talking about America. And we, I mean, like, I'm not an expert on this either, obviously, but, uh, you know, like what has happened to some of the, you know, the immigrants that have been here for years have been so sad, um, here in America and that's, that's wrong. And, uh, there is, however, this, Every single country has the right and obligation to um, control like immigration um, and it should be done in a proper way. Right. And that's that's and that's essentially um, what needs to be done. So there's an extreme on both sides to say that every single person should come in. Well, that's probably wrong because one, it's your taxpayer dollars that's going to be paying for that. Um, and then just everybody should be going through the due process, but on the other side of it, I do think it is really sad when people who have been here for several years are getting deported and putting into these horrible situations and basically people becoming like refugees. And I do think that's extremely sad, but, um, every single country needs to, and has the obligation and the right to control, um, and protect its borders, immigration, but, And uh, in a way that upholds the dignity of every single human person, we want everybody to, uh, you know, a lot of people come to America, because I want to seek a better life. So each person should have the the right and maybe that's the whole system in general that needs to be updated but not the two extremes of well everybody needs to get deported but then everybody needs to come in because each side doesn't uphold the dignity of the human person and it's open up to uh, unnecessary like vulnerability of uh, potential issues you know so it's always uh, the balance but it's coming from a, it has to come from the place of love right so there's things that are happening right now that are straight up just wrong right but we shouldn't say that um you know to the whole statement of immigrants make america great again i think it comes out of this like hatred for donald trump <laughs> and to be honest and uh and and for sure there's been things that, done that don't seem right to me either but everybody usually goes to the other extreme, right? So as the pendulum is swinging right now, and then everybody's like, everybody can come in, right? Um, And then the next one, science is real. Uh, Amen. A lot of times they're saying this like out of a place of like, well, we should just acknowledge science and nothing else. Well, One, do you know where science came from? The Catholic Church. (laughs) The scientific method, scientific discovery, the study of the universe, the Big Bang Theory, uh, all of these things came from the Catholic Christian uh, tradition of loving each person and loving God's creation to understand how uh, the order that's in the world, right? Uh, um, Yeah, so science is real. Yep, science is real. But also, guess what? god revealed himself in the person of jesus christ hey <laughs> and then and then the kind of peak of the sign would be love is love and that is the whole statement it starts off by using the word within the definition which is always difficult like imagine trying to explain what love is to somebody who doesn't know a language right so like in each language there's four or five different ways of saying i like you love something there's four or five different words of of love and somebody trying to learn a new language you'd have to explain what love is. And if you use the word within the definition, it's really hard to comprehend for somebody, right? It's already really confusing. And so love is love. So um, this is really dangerous. And this is where kind of everything comes together on this love is love statement. is basically says that if you feel love, if it's like consenting love, then you should be able to do whatever you want, right? And like a lot of people that say that, they're like it doesn't impact me, why would I ever say anything? Well, no, it does impact you because every single person that does not act in accord with reality, truth, and their own human dignity and value. We suffer together as uh, as uh, human brothers and sisters. People don't recognize that. People want to run away from suffering, let alone uh, other people's. <laughs> we want to run, run run away from our own. But we are all intimately connected. And when one person hurts, we all hurt in the human family. And this is really dangerous because just like we said earlier, like you can't be a slave to your emotions. Just because you feel something doesn't mean, mean that it's right. How about the person that that loves their dog, that loves their daughter, that loves a minor, that loves, um, and the minor thinks that he, she is in love with like the 30 year old man. Um, how about the the person who loves drugs? How about the person who um, loves, uh, you know, like being involved in criminal activity? Everybody would be like, well, that's wrong. Love is love is love. Well, what about the, the man who is, again, um, wants it is, has attractions to a woman that's not his wife well love is love let it go right just do whatever you want if you feel it that that must mean you love <laughs> so it's a super relative relative uh, thing and it does come from um, that statement I think uh primarily within the like June pride month you know love is love and it's basically again it's that one of the two of what the culture gives people who have same-sex attractions is saying well people are going to be bigoted towards you so that's you know this gay shame the other side is gay pride now love is love like if if people love each other who cares but there is a reality to act in accord with it. And acting and going towards the natural ends for which things are created, that's when flourishing happens. It's just like the trees outside. All of them look different, but they all take water. When they take water, because it's the very nature that they are, they flourish, they grow. But when they're fed poison, they die. And when, uh, you know, the. The doctor who is in the field to improve people's health, if he if he directly and voluntarily says, you know, messes up uh, surgery or does something that's contrary to and actually hurts somebody, everyone's going to be mad because he's not acting toward the ends for which he was created. If he's not improving someone's health, he's actually uh, going against it. Well, then he's going against the natural ends. The person who struggles with um, uh, bulimia, so they eat food just to throw it up, we would say. That, that person has a eating disorder. Every single person would say that, even typically that person, because they everybody realizes that eating isn't just for us to like taste things that are good. It's for the ends to flirt to nourish, to strengthen the human body, the person. So when that's directly thwarted, it goes against its natural end. And so same thing with uh, our sexuality and most importantly our sexuality, it's the very this is the very core of our being is when our body is used contrary to the ends for which it's created so when there's a sexual act where it's a self-stimulation it's stimulations uh between two people and it's not going towards a free full faithful fruitful self-gift to another person which can't happen unless it's a man and a woman who with no contraceptives at all that's why the catholic church it's always been consistent there's there's the desires and then there's actions desires you know, there's certain desires that are good and bad, and we need to go towards virtue. We shouldn't hide from our from our feelings and desires, and that's actually like coming to acknowledge that and coming to an awareness of that. That's when we can heal. But there's not all the actions are are what need to be um, in line with reality and truth. So we need to work towards a virtue. Not every single feeling is going to be a good action, and so we need to work towards the end for which we were created. And that's why not only do we say that acts of homosexuality or anything like that is is wrong because it goes against the natural ends for which they created, but also contraceptives, birth control, masturbation, uh, all those things—they're directly contradictory to the human nature, human reason, and the human—the dignity and value of every single human person. So, love is love, not quite. Love isn't just merely a feeling. Like imagine if somebody who uh, stopped feeling the butterflies, which usually happens after several years of like marriage, then he starts going out with his boys and everything like that. And everybody would be like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I just don't feel it anymore. And they're going to be like, so you have a commitment. Like, that's your wife. Like, love her. Love is truth and compassion. Truth being rooted in in nature, human nature and reality, acknowledging reality and compassion to suffer with, right? And so to grow in true, authentic love, it's, a, it's an act. It's not just simply a feeling. It's not just simply proactive, dismissive. No, it's active. Love is willing the good of another, and when people say love is love, it is directly contradictory to that statement, and from a Christian perspective, love looks like Jesus crucified. To give yourself fully for the truth to uphold the dignity and value of every single human person working in accord with that truth, and to completely give yourself for the other person and obviously that 's going to come in different modes in our in our in our lives like we shouldn 't be doing that for people who aren 't our spouse, our children, and stuff like that, but anyways, love is love, not quite kindness is everything kindness is beautiful, but um a lot of times what 's really weird about this statement is when people say kindness is everything is we've fallen into a world that says, uh, tolerance. Well, tolerance already is saying that you don't agree with something. So it's like just a mere a mere tolerance. And it's like this relative relativistic type of saying. Um, but tolerance, when you say tolerance, you're already saying that you don't, that you don't agree. So then you're already saying that there is like an objective truth that we need to figure out. Right. So there's already disagreement. There is an objective truth that we need to, to go towards. And so kindness is everything. Um, and just, just like passive, uh, like it's not my life. It's theirs. Like do whatever they want. Um, and just, just be kind. But typically on that side, when people are, uh, intolerant by like what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm just talk I'm talking about all these different topics and issues. And I do think it's from a loving perspective. I'm not saying that every single person is bad. We actually love the person. I'm just saying that the actions itself aren't good. Um but uh you know my what I'm saying could be come across as intolerant. So then people are like, you intolerant bigot. <laughs> like I thought kindness was everything. I thought he were supposed to be tolerant of my intolerance. <laughs> no so uh yeah so true compassion isn't passive dismissive because it's compassion literally means to suffer with it means to bear somebody else's burden to suffer with them to to walk with them right and so uh, passive kindness is contradictory to the term of kindness because it doesn't mean i just like wash my hands or i'm blind to it or i walk away no i love people and it and it leads me to act so kindness is out of the place of love and it's a active proactive sharing other people's burdens and sufferings So anyhow, this has been a longer episode than I expected. I honestly thought this was going to be like 10 minutes, (laughs) but uh, I really wanted to talk about this because I do think it's uh, a big issue. And I think people need to understand that. Oh, and there was actually one other thing that I wanted to talk about. It was the whole defund the police. I actually haven't heard too much of that now, but, um, So a lot of people, after what happened, the murder of George Floyd, freaking horrible, um, what happened to them, people started protesting, everything like that, and uh, actually what they were doing was destroying, uh, you know, silent protest, people should be doing, people should be protesting, coming together, loving each other, but it you know a lot of it turned into violence or looting and and um and a lot of people were like white people come from the suburbs of different states and stuff it just like it, it was just people like trying to get together to destroy things and what they were destroying were black uh business owners in the city um livelihoods and their businesses and everything it was just ridiculous but uh the um the whole people started pushing for defund the police. And I even saw like a sign of this near my house, defund the police. Do you understand what you're saying? Like, like the, what happened to George Floyd and what happened to every single person who's murdered at the hands of police officers in an unjust way, like that goes against their own laws and own policies. They should, by the way, those all should be updated. Uh, you know, like, just when there's bad ones that doesn't mean it makes everybody bad just because there's like a racist one racist in the police department like you know there's I'm not saying that there's not more than one but doesn't make every single police officer racist when you look at the pictures in detroit it was it was black police officers <laughs> um trying to break up uh like protests and making sure that they didn't go violent but what we should do just like um in the cases of like the sexual abuse scandal and everything like that they made the like the training the education everything much longer um and this is you know it's happened in other places too but and this should be the same thing for this like there should be laws and policies that protect the human person but even when that happens the human heart is not like the human heart needs to change for one and then two the education that goes into like how to Handle all these situations that needs to that needs to be uh, longer. Defunding the police literally takes off the people who are trained to do that off of the streets to protect people. So um, a lot of people they go to the city council in uh, Minneapolis and they say we want to defund the police, and they say okay. So what's your plan? They're like we're not sure yet. He's like so what am I going to do if somebody breaks into my house at night? Am I going to call you? She's like well we're going to work together to figure that out. Okay so. Like, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the one. I have other responsibilities. I'm not trained to do that. I'm gonna hurt other people doing that for one, and that has been a proven fact of what happened in Seattle. They had this chop zone where it was no police at all, and the the I forget if it was the mayor or the governor, but they said like police hands off, like let these people have their own like summer love and under the stars in the city literally within days it was violent two teenagers were killed people were charging white people for for money people one guy was walking around with a rifle they got into he got into a fight with a graffiti artist um and literally two teenagers were were murdered and so is it it's just horrible and and this is what happens when you don't have proper uh things that are necessary for a civilization and society police obviously shouldn't be uh like abusing their power of authority or anything like that but people are trained to protect people like it just goes back to the issue of like should everybody be carrying guns because like what if uh like a terrorist attack happens like yeah i get to the some some point but like i i'm comfortable with the guy who uh like went through training and everything like that but um, I don't know if this, the, you know, I'm not trained. If you want me carrying a gun, heck no. Like I don't even like holding guns. (laughs) No, I I want somebody who's trained and, uh, and is going to be able to protect people, not put more people at risk. So anyways, um, yeah, sorry for the longer episode, but in this house, we believe sign there's good things about it, but underlying a lot of this is very very dangerous things that contradict human reason human nature the dignity value and sacredness of every single human life and a lot of it comes across as uh you know it can be anti-christian in nature anti-catholic in nature and what do we stand for we stand for human rights women's rights every human person all black lives we love science love is truth and compassion. Kindness leads to conversion. In Romans 2, St. Paul says, kindness leads to repentance. The kindness of God leads people to repentance. So uh, us as Christians approaching anybody should be leading with love, which then if we truly authentically love, which is sharing the truth, but also suffering with people, not just being like, here's the truth, now do it. No, no. Like, here's the truth, and I want to meet you where you're at. Like, what do you have that, like, I can help with or, you know, we can help each other with and, and grow in virtue and true love and, and, and uphold the dignity and value of every single human person? If we have, like, true love, like what, how Jesus loves, if you don't uh, run away from the cross, if you go uh, loving people all the way to the end, even fighting and dying for every single human life, well, then you're going to be kind. You're going to be gentle. You're going to be meek. You're going to be humble. You're going to be gentle, faithful. You're going to be joyful. You're going to be, um, count, you know, consoling. All those good things that people want other people to be like is only met through the grace of God and imitating Christ truth and compassion to suffer with, to love, to truly love, and to not acknowledge, uh, and to not deny, um, Reality to acknowledge reality, to acknowledge truth, and to walk in accordance with reality and truth for human flourishing and to uphold the dignity of every single human person that we meet. We love people. We need a heart change. So uh, being mere tolerant or passive or dismissive of other people's issues, which is what has uh, continues happening, like we see an issue, then we flip to the other side and say, well, we should just let these people go. What we're doing is a destructive thing to the human person and the human family, and that needs to stop, and we all need conversion to Jesus Christ and his church.